Welcome to Dialogue Out Loud. I'm Taylor Petrie, editor of Dialogue, a Journal of Mormon Thought. This is our third year bringing you audio stories and personal voices from the pages of our quarterly journal. And this year, we're excited to showcase new pieces from writers such as Katie Ledlow Rich, Megan Armconnect, Taisha Osler, and more. We couldn't do it without support from our listeners and subscribers. So we just want to say thank you. If you'd like to hear more great audio content like this, go to dialoguejournal.com slash podcasts. Enjoy. Mother Song by Bonnie Schiffler Olson. Let us amass our wandering kicks, wondering in awe at these costumes her womb hath made. O mother of the sacred hearts, sing your peasant lullabies before our every sleep. Ring like waves against sand-swept ears. Hark, the angels weep her ocean's cradle and she drinks their briny tears to feed our hearts, the lungs, the liver, the teeth of us. Our tongues stretch forth for honey, dropped like gems from powdered buds beneath bees' feet. We are atoned for this matter, for our mother and her earthy star. We each appear and hover above our swaddling, alive and silver. O blessed human mothers, in tender kindness and hope for joy. Chime, you quiet bells. Open lapping mouths and let us laugh your milk of life. O thou good and faithful servant of earth flesh, to whom is born this morning its bird's pealing birth of dawn, hear the compensate call of renewal and answer calling us by name. O thou blessed mother who lie in wait and will be delivered when her days are accomplished on the hour we last scream, in this world. The third day cometh. We are dressed in the deaths of our forebears, silken and glowing, a placid transgression of light. See the trees in our fingers, blades of grass beneath moons of every toe. Count their numbers in quiet amaze. Ten for good works, another creeping in good paths. Dear Heavenly Mother, by Taisha Osler. Dear Heavenly Mother, you have been lost to me 
hidden from my view behind a veil of professed sacred protection. That I am searching for you, pulling you into the light. Now that I am also called Mother, I know you are strong. I know you do not need protecting, that you are a force of love and life. I believe you have always been with me, guiding, directing, giving me strength in time of need and celebrating my moments of joy. I know you were there as I pushed and breathed and bled my own babies into the world, yet I looked past you. Now I see how my self-proclaimed daddy's girl attitude has been shaped by the patriarchal system that hid you from me in the first place. I do not pray to you, and until recently hadn't even prayed about you. Now I ask Father to help me feel your love and guidance and to understand when you are present in my life. I long to find my way into your arms, to be held up by you. For so long I felt unbalanced, but I didn't understand why until others of my faith began to speak your name. Now each time you are acknowledged, I feel righted. I see myself as a woman loved by heavenly parents with an inheritance that includes the feminine divine. Neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man. I wept when you were included as a heavenly parent in the young women theme. Now, when my nieces recite those powerful words, you become part of their identities. I am grateful for this. But the young men, my own boys included, repeat a weekly theme that still does not include you. How long before they will be allowed to acknowledge your divinity too? I am encouraged by small changes, but change takes time. For now, I will speak your name. I will make you part of our eternal narrative. I will share your love and stop myself from looking past you. I will teach my children to see your light and be lifted by your strength, that they will speak your name as easily as they do fathers, for both of you are part of their eternal makings. All my love, daughter. Big Bang with Sternutation and Seer Stones by Tyler Chadwick 1. In the beginning, Mother worked Ilum into a loose sphere. A swirl of stray particles, stirred by the breeze blown through her studio window, circled her workbench, tickled her nose. She rubbed it, sneezed. Light filled the globe she held in her palm, seared it to a sea of glass fire. She polished it marble smooth with her apron, then, calling Father to come see, balanced it on the brim of the universe, stepped back, watched it sputter, spin, orbit into the cosmos' overturned hat. Two. Faces pressed tight in the hat's mouth. Mother, father, watched the orb whirl, churn, effloresce, breathe. Their eyes burning with focus, they traced its off-kilter pirouette through the darkness, translating its circuit around their peeping into prophecy. Its respirations stirred their fervor, 
flooded their knowing with the promise and uncertainty of life sprawling across the sphere. Consciousness flickered in the chaos. Mother exhaled, whispered the spark to smolder, flare, blaze. Three. God bodies stirred in the burning. Peaked, mother, father leaned in, inhaled, ash whirling helical in their huffing, the whirl bearing the paired Adama. Dyad tangled fetal in red soil. Mother, father praised the unfolding, prodded the bodies to sigh, to rise, to shake soot from sari and skin, to amble forth, fever hot and hungry, and plunder the gods' orchard. Four. Baskets ripe with their picking, their take. The Adama, weary from reaching, looked godward, stretched, sat against a tree. The orchard's dappled canopy, whispering like scales confessing the gods' oracles, gossiped with the harvest. Eavesdropping, the Adama, insatiate, palmed a droop, took a bite, breathed its sweetness while mulling its flesh, its inebriating grace. Five. Fingering the droopstone, tracing the ancient and always unfolding breviary etched in the seed face, the Adama breathed in, two, three, four, breathed out, two, three, four, five, blew open the cosmos. Emergence and movement murmured in the reverie. Mother, father, chatting in the next room, trilling laughter and let there be, their gerunds palimpsest and penumbrae, life written on and written over, the groove of ritual and remembering, epiphanies and recurring dreams. Their conversations seared the droopstone, seared the open palm of the Adamas peeping. The seed cracked wide, sighed flaming tongues of quanta through the holy book of appetence and consciousness. Prism by Robert Rees They had agreed that if she were seen, the boy wouldn't be believed in seeing them. Nevertheless, she was there, her iridescent sphere, a corona over their column of sun, reflecting, refracting the morning. The flowers turned to her, the green of the trees grew greener as the fruit trees burst their chroma. She listened to the voices, saw celestial beings in the boy's eyes. Afterward, she watched him home, the bend of her bow over his mother's house, where he collapsed. That night and many nights, he dreamed her. Later, it hovered the holy fire over Kirtland, sheltered the long march to the Missouri, and bent over the new temple at Nauvoo. Nearing the end, 
standing on the far side of the great river, he saw the double bow in the east and turned toward Carthage. Each of these works was read by the author, and the printed versions can be found in the spring issue of Dialogue Journal. Music and editing by Daniel Foster Smith. Our executive producer is Taylor Petrie, Emily Jensen is our content manager, and Adam McLean does our social media. Dialogue Out Loud is produced by the Dialogue Foundation, a registered 501c3, with support from Mary Thieves and Salton Studios. To find more great content like this, go to dialoguejournal.com. And while you're there, consider donating. Thank you. I'm going to take a risk in this ad by saying the word holiness right here in the very first sentence. That's risky because the word can trigger all kinds of positive or negative feelings. I mean, sometimes I'm afraid to call something holy because it makes things feel sort of unrelatable or or like disconnected from everyday life. And really, I mean, that's too bad because the word's actually related to wholeness and healthfulness, which suggests that maybe we can learn to find holiness in places we never really thought to look before. I'm talking about holiness like a fire. It can warm, but it can also burn. You might get smoke in your eyes, but the flickering flames are also really beautiful. If this kind of holiness sounds appealing, you should check out Fireside with Blair Hodges. It's a podcast featuring writers, artists, and activists who can help expand your concept of holiness to include the gritty, earthy stuff of everyday life. Come fan the flames of your curiosity at Fireside with Blair Hodges, part of the Dialogue Podcast Network. Available at firesidepod.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Dialogue Podcast Network.